T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Today is an abbreviated version of the best of the Joe Show because at 6.30, Joe Zagaki going to be coming to you live from the Watsco Center, covering all the action between the Hurricanes and Boston College. Also on the way, we're going to hear from the Joe Rose Show. They're going to be talking football, football, football. Then we'll also hear from the Dan Lebetard Show talking about my man, Zion Williamson. Whoo, 31-9 and nine last night in very limited minutes. It was an absolute thing of beauty. Speaking of things of beauty, let's get to these beautiful headlines. Two 35 and 18 teams face off tonight when the Heat play the Jazz in Utah at 9. The Panthers ended their four-game skid downing the Devils 5-3 last night. They play the Flyers tomorrow at the BB&T. Shamanad Madonna running back Thad Franklin has recommitted to Miami. The season starts September 5th against Temple. As mentioned earlier, the Canes basketball team are expected to be at full strength tonight against Boston College at the Watsko Center. Pre-game starts here in 30 minutes. Cleveland D-end Miles Garrett has been reinstated after his on-the-field fight with Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph in November, where Garrett hit Rudolph with his own helmet. FSU and LSU have agreed to a home-and-home that will see them play in New Orleans during the 2022 season then the following year in Orlando. And now, you know what time it is. It is time to take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Got a special edition of the day spa tonight on 790 The Ticket at 7 o'clock with my man Alex Dano and B. Monroe. Then we'll be doing a little day spa action in the middle of the day on the Hawk and Crowder show sometime tomorrow. So be sure to tune into that. But uh, since we're here, why not this? Virginia police confronted a black man wearing a KKK robe outside an area target. Hmm, confused a little? A badger in Great Britain was recently rescued from a drugstore after falling through a ceiling tile. Now badgers? This opioid pandemic must be stopped. A Washington state driver is facing hefty fines after using a stuffed dinosaur as a passenger in order to use the carpool lane. Once again, you should have just pulled a Larry David and hired a hooker. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Scientists in Canada have discovered a new line of dinosaur that is a close relative to the T-Rex. They have given it the vicious name Thantatoritis digrutom, which in Greek translates to ex-wife. Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. Win $25,000 cash at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through March 21st. Grand prize, $25,000 giveaway. Saturday, March 21st. Visit HyliaPark.com for details. Football, it never ends. The excitement, even though the Super Bowl is over, still palpable, especially with the draft coming up and what the Dolphins may be doing. So the Joe Rose Show caught up with Tony Pauline, 
and they're talking about the quarterbacks that are in this draft. Also, a little bit about Tua, the Ho-Hum Herbert situation, and maybe some steals of the draft. Man, everything's about the quarterback down here. Uh, Two in the hip is what we like to call it. Tony, what are your thoughts? And I know you're not a doctor and you don't play one every day uh, with the hip doctors and stuff. How do you think this Tua thing's going to play out? I don't know, and nobody knows. And anyone who's saying that they know right now is just basically blowing smoke. I mean, the Miami if Miami is really interested in him, in him and I know they do like him, you know, their medical team is going to have to wait to the combine before they examine him, get the medical records and everything else, and that's not going to happen for another couple of weeks. So, you know, people to spec well, you know, people speculation is one thing, but people who, you know, make definitive statements about his hip who haven't seen the MRIs who haven't examined them? I think it's just uh, it's just off the off the wall, and you're just going to have to wait and see. And he's he's going to be examined at the combine. I'm sure he's going to be asked to come back for the combine medical recheck. So you're really you're really not going to know for a while. And you know what? It's not going to be standard across the league. You look at these things with medicals. Each team has their own opinion. You look at Montez Sweat last year. I mean, some people will, some teams will red flag them and say there's no way we're taking them. Other teams may uh, basically knock them down a round or a half a round, and some teams will be fine with it. So you're not going to know for a while. Do you like Herbert? Physically, yes. I think he's the most complete package from a physical standpoint. When you look at his size, his arm strength, his ability to make plays in or out of the pocket. The problem with Herbert is he's failed time after time the past two years to come through in the big game. Whether it's moving his team into the end zone, whether it's moving the sticks to keep the ball away from uh, the other team. He just, Herbert, despite all his wonderful physical skills, is the type of quarterback, or he showed himself to be the type of quarterback uh, on the college level that, I don't want to say he's mentally soft, but he's not a great leader, and he's someone that needed all the other pieces of the team, whether it be the running game, whether it be the defense, whether it be special teams, to really be working for him to do well or for Oregon to win teams. He never came across to me the past two years as a guy who, as much as he was, uh, as much as he was highly rated and well liked, basically be able to carry that Oregon team, that Oregon offense anyway, on his shoulders. And, you know, and you got to question that, say the way Tua did, the way uh, the way Joe Burrow did at times with LSU. Those are, are, I guess, the top three quarterbacks on the board. If it's Tua, Burrow, it's Herbert. But the next tier guys, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Fromm, Eason, whatever order you have, are we going to see a couple of those guys go in the first round? Also, one guy, two guy, like what's your kind of tier with those, or how do you rank those uh, four or five guys left? I like Jordan Love. I think he's going to go in the first round. I think Jake, I got Jacob Eason after that. I think he's a fringe first-round choice. I think it could be where a team, say, in the top part of round two, moves into the bottom part of round one to grab him. Jalen Hurts, he had a great year at uh, Oklahoma. He did not fare well at uh, the Senior Bowl. I, I'm very down on Jake, uh, Jake Frome. I think he's a guy who needs a lot of work. I think he's more of a game manager, someone who's a backup quarterback. I think Jordan Love has got great upside, but Jordan Love is coming off a difficult season. Did not play well in 2019 at Utah State. Did show some really wonderful things at, at the Senior Bowl. Although he was inconsistent at times, he's got great upside. It's just a matter of getting him back to where he was in 2018 
team and proper coaching. Jacob Beeson, you could you could make the argument that Jacob Beeson's got the strongest arm. He's got he's the best arm talent in this year's draft. He can make all the throws, and he's shown it on occasion. But he has the smallest body of work, and he's been very inconsistent. So I think w- when you look at the Jacob Beeson, he's a guy that has a huge upside, but he also comes with a lot of downside risk because of the fact that he hasn't played much football and because of the inconsistency he showed in the field last year. Tony, this draft looks just from the big schools. Some of the underclassmen coming out from some schools we got to see a lot, especially late in the year. It looks pretty loaded overall. Looks like a lot of really good players. Do you feel that way? Certain positions. You know, people talk about the receiver class. I don't think the receiver class is great at the top, but it's got a lot of depth. I love the offensive tackle position. I think you could have five offensive tackles. I think there will be five offensive tackles selected in round round one. You could have as many as seven. I think the underclassmen really made the center position. I mean, based on the seniors alone, you're talking your first center would have been a seventh-round pick. The underclassmen, you're now looking at four guys that could go top top 80. It's, It's a decent cornerback class because the underclassmen. Uh, the underclassmen helped the tight end position. Decent guard class as well. Uh, I, I mean, it's lacking in a few areas. If you need a safety, you're not going to really find a good one in the draft uh, or you better get one real soon because it drops off. There are a couple other positions like that as well. Well, that's okay. We we care about that tackle. We got a little excited right. when you said all those tackles. Ooh, up to seven. I'm just telling you on behalf of Chris Greer and the Dolphins, we're going to take one of those tackles in the first Maybe round. Maybe two. Maybe two. <laughs> we may, no, we may grab the center. If right. they're the center. Right. We may right. grab another one in there. Well, there'll be plenty there to take. I mean, whether it's in round one or round two, Andrew Thomas of Georgia, Tristan Wirfs of Iowa, Austin Jackson of USC. I mean, Thomas and Austin Jackson are tremendous left tackle prospects. I mean, pure left tackle prospects. Mickey Benton of uh, Louisville, Jedrick Wills of uh, Alabama, a kid that no one talks about, Ezra Cleveland of Boise State, who I think is going to blow up the combine. He's a fringe first-round pick. Isaiah Wilson of Georgia, more of a pure right tackle. He's a fringe first-round pick. I think he ends up in uh, in round two. Prince Tego Waganoa is a second-round pick. Didn't do uh, as well on film as I thought, but still, I mean, uh, even if you, when you get in the third round, I mean, you're looking for a right tackle. Lucas Yang of TCU, Matt Pert of, of Connecticut. So there's it's not only top-heavy at the tackle position, but you're going to have depth through the uh, third round, even early part of round four. So, of course, in the first couple picks you see, you know, or in the mock drafts, you see Chase Young, you see guys like Derek Brown there. Edge rushers when it comes down to, like, the middle and the late first round because if it's not going to be an offensive tackle or guard or center for the Dolphins it's going to be someone on that D-line how deep is that when it comes to first and second round talent? It drops off a cliff after uh, Chase Young. I mean it really drops off a cliff. Then you're looking at A.J. Epinesa of Iowa and I have my questions about him being a pure edge rusher. I think he's a good defensive end. I think he's a a real complete package defensive end but I don't think he's a great edge rusher as people you know classify the position these days. Uh, Yatar Gross Matos of Penn State, he's a real good edge rusher end of round one. Again, then it falls off again. Julian Aquara of of Notre Dame, you're looking at round two. Bradley Anai of uh, Utah, who had a good senior year, good Pac-12 title game. Terrific senior bowl. You're looking at him in uh, round two. You know, you want to go to the state of Florida, round three, you're looking at John Grenard, uh, the the Gator who uh, had a terrific season. Good football player but just not a great athlete, but he can get up the field and rush the passer. So if you're looking for a guy just to do that in that one dimension and you're not worried about him doing other things on the field, round three is a good good bit for uh, John Grenard. Tony, it was kind of weird to see 115 underclassmen. And, and I, I'm just thinking, man, not everybody can go in the first, second, and third round. 
I, I get you going those first couple of rounds, 115 underclassmen. I know there's a lot of different reasons people, these guys come out, some of it's grades, financially need to come out even if they're going to be late round picks. Have you taken a look overall to 115 names and, and what do you think of the underclassmen? I think that number's been growing every year. Have I looked at it yet? Yeah. And a lot of those guys aren't even going to get drafted. I, I mean, also, besides the guys that got the high grades, besides the guys that uh, you know need to come out from a financial point of view, you've got guys that really had no other choice. They were failing out of school, and you know they were basically at the, at the end of the road as far as their college careers, and that happens sometimes. I, I think a couple of things, and that underclassman number has been growing and growing. Number one, uh, what happens is the possibility of a work stoppage uh, in 2021 point. has basically been put in these guys' ears and kind of scared them, said, you know what, you better get your next level career going right away so, so you're in there before the work stoppage begins, if in fact there's a work stoppage. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's right. But that's what a lot of these kids yeah. are being told. And it's also, you know, co- uh, pro football, the NFL, is, is now a second contract sport. Uh, and, and really, it's a race to get to that second contract. So what happens is, even if these kids aren't ready to the next level, the belief is, get into the league, you know, if you make a roster, you know, you're a third of the way to that second contract, and that's where you're going to make the big money. You just approve a lot as, during your first three years in the NFL. Tony, is there going to be, if the if the Tua stuff just gets crazy, is there going to be a big trade, you think, to that third pick? You think Detroit will get rid of that pick? I think they're going to shop it. I, I think, you know, I... I get calls, I get emails, you know, any truth to the rumor that Miami's offering this. And I said, no, it's a lot of smoke right now. I mean, Miami, Miami hasn't interviewed Tua. They haven't medically examined him. You know, and as much as they may love him on film, process has to be played out. No team at this point in time is offering all these goodies that you read about, you know, to move up to secure a pick. I think Detroit could be in play because Detroit needs linebackers. They need cornerback, they need a defensive tackle, and they could probably slide down a few slots. So I think that that pick will be in play as we get closer to the draft, maybe even a few weeks after the combine, because what happens is, as you saw at the Jets a couple of years ago, uh, where literally right after the combine, they traded up to ensure themselves that they were going to get one of the quarterbacks, and they took Sam Darnold as, after you go through that combine process, and after the medicals are reviewed, and after the, the teams get to interview really uh, thoroughly these players on a one-on-one basis, especially the juniors, because a lot of these seniors have already been interviewed at the Senior Bowl. You could see a trade there, but you read out there about all these offers out there. That's not happening now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we haven't even talked about free agency. Tony is good appetizer today, man. Good Thank way to you, get Tony. you back right there. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. More Joe Rose Show tomorrow in the mornings, 6 to 10. Of course, you can download the podcast for that show or any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe, including this one, by going to our website, wqam.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pivoting now from football to basketball, eh? Eh? Dan Lebetard's show, Stugatz, has pivoted on his view of Zion Williamson. So let's see and hear what he's backtracking with. Yesterday on the show, uh, the mighty Stugatz said, and he wanted to plant his flag in a place where no one is planting their flag, which is, I'm not sure about Zion. I don't like that he's a little thick. Not with two C's. I don't like that he's pudgy, uh, Stugat said. I'm not sure about him. He's got a white thing on his leg. Uh, the criticism was really flimsy, but Stugatz wanted to stake out the position of, I'm the first one here to question all things Zion, even though he didn't uh, have a lot of factual backing behind anything that he was saying. No. Nope. Said he was sloppy. Yep. 
I rarely do. Uh, and today, that was yesterday. Today is today. Today, I would like to announce that Zion is going to be the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. I mean, did you see that guy last night? Incredible. I, the, the Pelicans were down. They were down to the Blazers. Zion brings them back 10 of 17, 31 points, nine rebounds, five assists. And Dan, he is the first player in NBA history, first rookie since the nine, uh, 76, 77 season, uh, to have was a 30 point. Was there a 19 point. in there? Was there a 19? Somewhere in there. It, was, it, was, it felt like not, and then you were tasered. Yeah, something happened there. Listen, I have lacrosse gear on. I'm trying to do the best I can here. I have these very, you know, restrictive gloves on, so I'm trying to bounce from page to the page. But last night, Zion became the first rookie since 76, 77 to have a 30 point, five rebound, five assist game in 30 or fewer minutes. Oh, man. Was I wrong yesterday? But today, I am right. Zion is going to be special. One of the all-time greats. How about that? So this stat... Generational player. So this stat from Andrew Lopez. uh, Zion had more points than minutes for the second time last night. And this from Elias Sports. Since the shot clock era began in 1954, or Stu likes to say, 54-55, the only other player to do that twice within his first 10 NBA games among guys to play 15-plus minutes in both games, Michael Jordan. So that is the Stugats uh, that you guys know and love right there. Whatever I said yesterday, it's the Bob Arum line. Uh, yesterday I was lying, today I'm telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's how sports fans roll. Uh, you know, we're not held to any sort of accountability. Oh, I think you're pretty extreme, and you're nah, ostensibly, no, no. like, not just a sports fan. Like, ostensibly, you're supposed to have slightly more responsibility than the average sports fan when talking in a microphone for three hours a day. I call him as I see him, Dan. And yesterday, that's what I saw. And today, this is what I'm seeing. Okay, I just, that, that's how I roll. I call him as I see him, and that was yesterday, and today is today. Today, he's the greatest player ever. Tomorrow, he might be going back, you know, he might go back to being a bust. But for today, and today only, I think he'll probably be better than his airness. How about that? Well, I mean, it's just useless. I can't do anything. Yeah, we can't do I, much like, with I that. I can't do, I just, yeah. and you hit it with a how about that at the end, as if you were saying something, like, Okay, so you've covered the spectrum. You've yep. both doubted him and said he's going to be the best player ever. Like, I don't have anywhere conversationally where I can go with that other yeah. than to just get annoyed with the fact that you keep repeating the same thing yeah. for four, four minutes. We've established nothing that you said matters. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I disagree. I feel like Stugatz is giving you plenty of talking points because today you can dispute whether or not he's going to be the greatest one ever. Now, if that's always his case, that you're going to run out of energy doing that after like two or three days. But if tomorrow... He's the worst ever again. That's a whole other conversation. Every day is a new conversation, Dan. Every day. Daily show. Every day. That's not really how it works, though, in terms of no. anything in the way of consistency. Oh, who cares about that? Forming Don't you say all the time, this is the first time someone's hearing this? <laughs> Every day, 15 minutes. We're doing 15-minute bits. That doesn't matter consistency who remembers new listener every 15 minutes right well that's the way you climb to the top billy yeah that's the way you do it i think you should follow stugatz's path see where it leads you it's led me to a uh to a very big house i think yeah. other people should follow that path and see how uh see how it works out for them at the worldwide leader and beyond i think more people should do it so stugatz has some competition as the uh the national court gesture i think <laughs> where are the where it's it's PFT commenter, right? Where where are the competitors for Stugatz's throne? It's ripe for the taking. He's in rerun. No, but PFT's smart, layered. Stugatz is genuinely an imbecile. Thank you. Well, Stugatz at least is coming over to the right side when it comes to Zion Williamson. He's playing in my hometown of 
New Orleans, a city known for its food. Of course, Miami, also known for its great Cuban food. I'm going to eat at Versailles, so I got my man Danny G with me right now. He's getting ready for the Hurricanes basketball game that you'll hear in just a minute. What should I get to eat over there at Versailles? Well, that's a classic That's a classic Cuban restaurant in this city, buddy. And let me tell you something. I, I'm going to tell you to step a little out of bounds here. You might want to try La Ropa Vieja. Ooh, torn clothes? Old clothes, yes, but La Ropa Vieja has some beautiful string meat with some vegetables, a little rice. You can't go wrong, bro. What type of rice? We're going white rice? Ah, Robrango. Un poquitico frijole. A little beans. Maybe. I'm going to eat. This has been the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.